Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Numbers chapter 24, and I would have like a dual title for this one, and that is that if you're the enemies of God, it goes from bad to worse. But if you're on the Lord's team, if you're on the Lord's side, it gets better all the time. The future is bright. We're going to jump into this in just a second, but as always, if you're like what we're doing here, make sure that you are liking the YouTube videos, you're commenting down below, sharing these videos, and if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you are leaving us a five-star review on YouTube. Also, leave us a comment. It really does help spread the word to everybody else. And also, I'd love for you to go to our Facebook group. You can go to the search engine on Facebook and type in Bible Breakdown Discussion and let us know what you're enjoying out of this, what you're getting out of this, any questions you might have. We just want to engage together because the more we dig, the more we find. And today is one of those chapters that, man, it's just awesome. Don't forget the context of what's going on. The nation of Israel, they're at year 39 of 40. They're getting ready to go into the promised land. And some of the surrounding nations are starting to attack them. They see what's going on. They see the the threat that's happening. And they're losing. And finally, this nation, led by this guy named Balak, is like, okay, look, we can't beat them by a show of force. So we're going to see if we can turn their God against them. Let's see if we can get Yahweh. That's the name of God's name. See if we can get Yahweh to turn against his people. Well, that's just stupid. (laughs) But he doesn't know that. So he calls up this guy named Balaam. And Balaam, he's like, hey, look, man, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not your guy. But then God tells Balaam, go with him, but only say what I tell you to say. So he goes and he sees the nation of Israel. And he's like, okay, look, let's sacrifice some animals. Let me see what God will say. And God says, bless them. So he goes and he blesses them. Well, that is not on Balak's to-do list, right? That's not what the goal was. So Balak's like, okay, look, let me take you to a different group of Israelites. And maybe you can curse them jokers. Well, they go sacrifice again, comes back, and the blessing is even better. And so Balak is just getting so frustrated with Balaam. So he's like, let me take you to one more area. Let me take you to their wasteland at this point. Maybe you can curse those folks. So they go, they sacrifice again, and then here we go. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse for the enemies of God. But the blessings are getting better and better and better for those who are on the Lord's side. So this is the last one that Balaam has, and Balaam is just going to let them have it. And in this, there's two very interesting things that Balaam actually prophesies that we're going to look at together. So let's get started. If you get your NLT Bible, open with me to Numbers chapter 24, starting with verse 1, the Bible says, By now, Balaam realized that the Lord was determined to bless Israel. So he did not resort to divination as before. Instead, he turned and looked out toward the wilderness where he saw the people of Israel camped tribe by tribe. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he said this message, or he delivered this message. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor, the message of a man whose eyes see clearly, the message of the one who hears the words of God, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who bows down with his eyes wide open, How beautiful are your tents, O Jacob. How lovely are your homes, O Israel. They spread before me like palm groves, like gardens by the riverside. They are all like tall trees planted by the Lord, 
like cedars beside the waters. Water will flow from their buckets, and their offspring have all they need. Their king will be greater than Agag. Their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt, and from them he is as strong as a wild ox. He devours all the nations that oppose him, breaking all their bones in pieces, shooting them with arrows. Like a lion, Israel crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares arouse her? Blessed is everyone who blesses you, O Israel, and cursed is everyone who curses you. Now, one of the interesting things that he says there is he says their king will be greater than Agag, and their kingdom will be exhausted. Now, remember who he's talking about. He's talking about a nation that just 40 years earlier were slaves in Egypt. They were liberated from Egyptian bondage, but now they are a just a ragtag group of people that are nomads going from place to place to place around the wilderness, around the desert area. But he already sees that one day they're going to be a kingdom. So he's already prophesying that not only are they going to survive, but they're going to thrive in an area and they're going to develop a kingdom. That's an amazing prophecy that actually turns out to be true. But Balak, he's having none of it. The Bible says in verse 10, King Balak flew into a rage against Balaam. He angrily clapped his hands and shouted, I called you to curse my enemies. Instead, you have blessed them three times. Now, get out of here. Go on back home. I promised to reward you richly, but it looks like the Lord has kept you from your reward. Balaam told Balak, Don't you remember what I told your messengers? I said, Even if Balak were to give me his palace filled with silver and gold, I would be powerless to do anything against the will of the Lord. I told you that I could say only what the Lord says. Now, I am returning to my people. But first, let me tell you what the Israelites will do to your people in the future. So this is Balaam's final message, and he says in verse 15, This is the message Balaam delivered. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor, the message of the man whose eyes see clearly, the message of the one who hears the words of God, who, who has knowledge of the Most High, and who sees a vision of the Almighty, who bows down with his eyes wide open. I see him, but not here and now. I perceive him, but far in the distant future. A star will rise from Jacob. A scepter will emerge from Israel. It will crush the heads of Moab's people, cracking the skulls of the people of Sheth. Edom will be taken over, and Seir, its enemy, will be conquered while Israel marches on in triumph. A ruler will rise in Jacob, who will destroy the survivors of Ar. Now, what may be lost on you in the moment is he is making what... Most every scholar, Jewish scholar, believes was a Messianic prophecy when he says, I see him, but not here and now. I perceive him, but far in the distant future. They are saying that this is one of the first, the very first one is Genesis 3 verse 15, but one of the very first Messianic prophecies that one day a ruler of the nation of Israel would arise who would not just destroy some of the enemies of Israel, but all of the enemies of Israel. We now know this was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And so not only is Balaam saying that one day the nation of Israel will be a kingdom, but one day the nation of Israel will have a king that will rise that will be like no other who will conquer all in his path. And we know that was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Verse 20, then Balaam looked toward the people of Amalek and delivered this message. Amalek was the greatest of nations, but its destiny is destruction. Then he looked over toward the Kenites and delivered this message. Your home is secure. Your nest is set in the rocks. 
but the Kenites will be destroyed when Assyria takes you captive. Balaam concluded his message by saying, Alas, who can survive unless God has willed it? Ships will come from the coast of Cyprus, and they will oppress Assyria and afflict Eber, but they too will be utterly destroyed. Then Balaam left and returned home, and Balak also went on his way. Now remember, the overall idea of the book of Numbers is learning to trust in the Lord. And if you were to take this entire chapter, you know what you could get out of this? is number one, that when you decide to line up against the Lord, it's not going to work for you. You're going to, it's going to get from bad to worse to worse. But if you line up on the Lord's side, God is working in your life in more ways than you can understand. Because remember, while all this is going on, the nation of Israel is camped below them complaining. <laughs> They're complaining to Moses. Moses, all we got is this free food. All we got is just wandering around. When are we going to get to go in the promised land? It feels like God has forgotten about us. It feels like God doesn't care. And the whole time, God is proclaiming generational blessing upon the nation of Israel. So you know what lesson that teaches me today? Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord that even if I can't see yet what God is doing, he is working in more ways than I can imagine. And I bet you he's doing that for you too. Let me pray for us and we'll be done for today. God, thank you so much that you are doing more in our lives than we can imagine. I pray, Lord, that when we can't always see you, we will trust you. We will continue to trust that what you're doing is bigger than this moment. And we'll realize that because you are for us, our future is always bright. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Numbers chapter six, verse 24 says, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Numbers chapter 25.